This episode is brought to you by Fender Play. Fender Play is the complete online learning platform for guitar, bass, and ukulele. With Fender Play, you can play your first song in just minutes with short, easy-to-follow lessons taught by experienced instructors. New members can try Fender Play free for two weeks and save 50% off Fender Play annual plan. To take advantage of this offer, go to Fender.com podcast. That's Fender.com podcast. And be sure to use our special offer code TMS at checkout. Coming up on TMS, we'll be humping by tomorrow. You'll get no jigsaw puzzle, no Harvey's Bristol cream, and no Lieutenant Yar. Falling in love with a pork bun. More dude than vampire. Spock finger crotch paper cut. There's something wrong with that cat. The third member of the dynamic duo. Ah, my Turkish towels bring all the boys to the yard. Klobacharizard throws a book. It's very effective. Resin lung and foamer's disease. Coverville has purple goo in his beard. No chicken feet just give me the meat tina's two drink maximum the impossible puzzle making things with bill jury duty and more on this episode of the morning stream i thank all of y'all for following me i appreciate it some of y'all very pretty a lot of good looking girls a lot of good looking women that's all i need one woman and i'll be happy as a lark on a tree you are a giggity rocket launcher I'm getting too old for this show. This is the morning stream. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the morning stream for Tuesday, January 14th, 2020. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian Ibbett. Good morning, Brian. Uh, good morning, Scott. Happy Tuesday to you. Thanks, man. It's, uh, you know, early in the week yet, but uh, we'll be humping by tomorrow, won't we? That'll be happening. Uh, rephrase, please. Well, all right. <laughs> uh, what, do, what else can we call hump day? Um, well, I'm, I just wouldn't say it as we'll be humping by tomorrow. Oh, got it. <laughs> I'm an old-fashioned guy, Scott. You need to wine and dine me first, my friend. Uh, need to take you to dinner, take you someplace nice. Exactly. You know, <clears throat> come on, none of the, sure. none of the uh, 1,860th date. <laughs> we don't want to jump right into that. Oh, actually, we do. Okay, a quick note, and then I want to hear about your mystery date. Speaking oh, of yeah, dates, funny. Okay. It's a good transition. Um, but real quick, uh, in, uh, I'm not going to complain about YouTube anymore, but I am going to say this because people are probably sick of me talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh People have been saying, hey, <clears throat> what's a good alternative? And I've got a couple of things going. I'm putting stuff up on library, but also I am now going to put every episode into a collection on Twitch every day. So uh, what that does is that keeps those from expiring and I can have up to 100 per collection. So uh, there'll always be a 100 of the latest TMS episodes. Oh, nice. Uh, in cool. there, although right now I think there's only eight because they expire, but it'll build up to 100. And then once we hit 100, one will fall out the back, a new one will go in every day. And oh, cool. so you'll always you'll... be able to see, well, <clears throat> in in 92 uh, days, you'll be able to see the last 100 episodes. Correct. <laughs> Correct. It's going to really 92 days, like, you know, whatever it is, uh, five days, five out of seven shows a week. Exactly. Blah, 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 that is that yeah. is absolutely true. And so. Yeah. Uh, that'll be okay. So if, if the YouTube thing shakes loose and they get me my account back, I'll, I'll continue to put them there, but I'll also keep these collections up. So my goal is, Hey, how about multiple places for things? Uh, how about that? So, uh, same thing. Cool. Rainbow bright goes for frog pants plays. I haven't set that up yet, but other shows, core boop, uh, the instance, uh, the, all of anything I stream live, I will put in these collections and, uh, it's, it's, it's one sort of 
sort of way to kind of keep an archive going at least up to 100 episodes per uh per group so uh we'll we'll do that and then uh clips stay forever so those you know those aren't going anywhere anyway just trying to kind of maximize how many you know trying to keep my eggs in multiple baskets and it was a good it was a good wake-up call the youtube stuff anyway because it's a reminder that you should probably not you know count on one place for your video archive which is what i was doing right Uh, because i figured it would never go away but yet here we are so so that's that (laughs) uh brian let's talk about dates you ate one and the monkey died and then or you were about to eat one the monkey died and sala said don't eat that indeed he caught it midair before it went in my mouth yeah uh, that'd be bad real bad uh no you had a mystery date how to how to go I did. This is one um, where I took Tina out on a mystery date. This one stretched over two days because we had a, um, after I'd kind of planned things out, we had a surprise uh, get-together event with the uh, Arvada, the West End Arvada Pokemon group, where we all went to a, a really cool traditional Japanese restaurant to celebrate one of um, one of our members hatching 10,000 eggs. Anyway... <laughs> Right. Anyway, go ahead, go ahead. Do your get your get it all out. No, get, it's all good. I like it. No, but these it was a really cool time. We had a great time, like, you know, passing dumplings around and went to this this place in Colorado called Domo in Denver, right by um, downtown. Amazing ramen. Holy cow. Like the ramen of this place was so fantastic. That sounds so good right now. I want it ramen. does, doesn't it? Yeah, oh. Really does. Anyway, uh so that that kind of switched around plans that Tina and I had for mystery date. We did basically what was going to be the second half on Saturday, and then we did what was going to be the first half on Sunday. Oh, second okay. half was this place. It's an art installation that just got put into Boulder, Colorado, called Wonder Wonder. Okay. Uh, Wonder Wonder is an art installation that that is is kind of like it's pretty it's pretty much got one major purpose to give you really cool backgrounds for photos <laughs> <laughs> that's really the idea behind wonder wonder um it's a uh like there's a group on you you pay you know 20 bucks and it's admission for two into this place and it's about 15 different rooms that are all set up really cool so over the next you know year or so you're probably going to see my avatar on facebook and twitter change fairly regularly finally after years of always being the same um but uh, like one room has a bunch of candles, uh, LED candles dangling from the ceiling. The room is black uh, with all these candles so that you look like you're surrounded by Harry Potter floating candles kind of thing. Ooh, that's cool. I like that. That one's kind of cool. Yeah. Another one has got uh, these weird fluorescent uh, glowing cubes that you stand amongst. And, and then there's this other one that's got... Um, uh, fiber optic lights and mirrored walls so it looks like you're just surrounded by all of these pinpoints of light it's really it is really amazing um, seems rad sounds rad I'd, um I'd... And, and you know i'd love to be an artist that does an installation in here because that's kind of a cool you know instead of saying all right i'm gonna paint a uh, create a painting or a sculpture <laughs> it's like all right i'm gonna really you know deck out this room to make it a an amazing background for for uh, photographs yeah it's cool we have um there was there's a place downtown that always resets itself and is a basically a rotating art installation and they do the same sort of thing where mm. sometimes it's like that weird kitchen thing you went to that time remember where the fridge was a oh, door yeah. and well yeah that's meow wolf and that's like a whole house that's yeah done up like that, that there's one of those really coming cool. to vegas and there's one of those being built right now in, in denver to a meow wolf Ooh, they should when's the vegas sure. one done 
Uh, not in time for us to check it out, but it's uh, certainly by next year. It should be jerks uh, by 2021. That's all. That's all. Um, um, George R. R. Martin. Oh, um, I didn't know that stuff. Yeah, he he created the first one or helped fund or or produce the first one in Albuquerque. Wow. Does he ever show up? I'm sorry, his... Santa Fe. Santa Fe, not Albuquerque. Oh, that makes Santa sense. Fe. Yeah. Is he yeah. down there? And yeah. uh, I don't, I'm sure he shows up. I'm sure he goes and checks it out and slides down the little refrigerator door slide. Yeah. Says, I'm never finishing book sex and then runs and leaves. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah he funded it. Okay. Soko Fab Lab says, uh, added money, not created, but he did help. He did help. Uh, contribute the funds to make it um anyway uh there is one in vegas by the way something similar to wonder wonder if any of us want to go check it out while we're there it's been added to mandalay bay and it's called happy place and it's a similar kind of thing it's just basically a really cool art exhibit where you're supposed to have photos <laughs> taken nice uh, maybe we get maybe we get uh tvz gone to go with us and we create we go and take some uh oh like some TMS real photos. photos yeah some good yeah. photos Sure. Some good photos to use for the website and stuff. Yeah. That's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. Now, that I, now that I say it out loud. Well, if he's coming, you know, he's always yeah. got his camera with him. I don't know if he's coming or not, but. Exactly. If he does come, that'd be cool. Uh, he is coming and he says that could happen. Okay. Um, the the second part of the date, which we did on Sunday, was um, dim sum. And this is something I definitely want to try and work in when we go to Vegas next month. There's a place in the Rio called KJ. That is an amazing dim sum place. Alex and Gidget and I went there um, the first day last year uh, before people were had really started showing up yeah. uh, and just grabbed lunch there. But it's it's basically a um, a dim sum place where they wheel around the carts, the steamer carts, mm. and they come to your table and go shamai shamai, and they lift <laughs> up the little bamboo baskets and show you what's in them. And like, oh yeah, that looks good. I have some of that. Chicken feet? No, pass. Uh, what's that? Oh yeah, I'll have some of that. It's pork in there. Cool. All right, give me some some bow um that sounds great you just you have to be hungry when you go there because you've been to the churrascarias like where they uh where they come around with meat like the brazilian Mm -hmm. meat restaurants oh yeah we got a couple of big ones here we have i haven't been in forever but yeah they bring the and and the chicken hearts f you chicken hearts no chicken hearts for me (laughs) right you know what and people people in the chat room right now are like saying oh don't don't pass up the chicken feet Everything I hear about ch- those chicken feet are that they're amazing. I just can't bring myself to eat chicken. Uh, feet. I ate chicken feet in China, and it was I didn't, and it was good, but it's still I couldn't, I couldn't. The idea that I was chewing like sinew and and feet mm-hmm. feet off the foot of a freaking right. chicken is too With much cartilage or something, yeah, right? It's but foul, can't do it. I, I did it once. I'll never do it again. I'm done. No more chicken um, feet. You know what? If if we if we have a group of us that go take over uh, KJ. Maybe maybe Friday afternoon before we have to go to Boulder City, because um, they only do dim sum in the middle of the day, and that was the, that was the problem with this other place. You can't really go for dinner. They do dim sum from like ten thirty until three, so it's really like a lunch thing. Mm. There's no, I don't know why what it is about dim sum that you can't do it for dinner. Seems like it'd be a perfect dinner thing. Yeah, it's weird. But um, I wonder why that is. Yeah. Why is that? Why don't they just do it at night? Uh, I don't know. Don't mm. know why. But right. um, anyway, so we went to. Uh, a place in Denver that's known for their dim sum called Star Kitchen, and uh, it was great. But man, go hungry, go there hungry because you're gonna want to try a bunch of different things. And especially the fewer of you there are, mm-hmm. the tougher it is to get a variety of things because each plate you get has three or four items on it, three or four of the of the thing. Yeah. And 
if there's just two of you, you're going to fill up really quick on like four plates and not really get a variety. But if you go there with uh, um, uh, a ton of people, then it's like, oh, let me have one of those dumplings over there. Are you going to have that bow? Let me try that bow. Or let me give me half of that bow. Mm. And uh, what's a bow? What is that? Bow are the steamed pork buns um, made uh, recently famous by a Pixar short where a woman falls in love with a oh. pork bun. And then her husband hires a male prostitute who looks like that pork bun to pose as her son. I think that's how it goes. I'm not 100%. Yeah, sure. I think that interpretation's dead on. I think you got it. I think you got yeah. it. Okay. I've never, I didn't realize that this is, that's what those were called, but those always look good. Even in that cartoon, they look really good to me. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. they're really light and fluffy and then filled with um, uh, a nice uh, spicy pork in the middle of it. Mm. <clears throat> it sounds really good. I'm yes. into it. All so, right. anyway. Uh, let's do uh, let's let's plan on a little dim sum while we're in Vegas. Yeah, we'll figure out a way. That sounds good. And you think the Rio one's the best one, or one of the best ones? The Rio one. Here's what I know about the Rio one. Um, one of my uh, friends in the trivia team is a guy named Dave. Dave is a lawyer, and Dave has like other lawyers that he knows around the country because I guess they meet at lawyer conventions. I don't know how that all works. Sure. Who knows what the lawyers do? And the there's lights are a out. an Asian lawyer that he knows in New York who says that. The dim sum places that he that he goes to in New York can't hold a candle to the one in the Rio. Really? Wow. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, uh, so take that for whatever it's worth. It's like okay. I mean, uh, you know, an uh, Asian lawyer in New York says the one at uh, at the Rio is better than the ones in New York, which blows my mind. Wow. All right. I, look, sometimes Vegas does this. They do a thing better than anywhere else, and it's yeah. weird that they yeah. do it. So I'm yeah. fine with that. I'm fine with that. All right, so. we'll check it out. Hey, did you see that? Um, you see that Morbius trailer? Did you see that? I did. Yes. Yeah, and uh, I, I know you're familiar. Gerard Leto. You're more. You're more. Uh, yeah, Gerard Leto's in it. Um, <laughs> you're more of a Morbius not fan, but you know more about him than I do. Does any of this strike true to you? Does it look good? Uh, yeah. I mean, they're they're sticking fairly close to the characters' powers. I mean, all right. So basically, Morbius is this doctor who has. Um, has this disease he figures out a way that he can cure it is to uh inject himself with uh with with you know some sort of irradiated blood or something that i can't remember the origin but basically he becomes a living vampire okay uh kind of like blade but not but he's more uh morbius is vampire where blade is like more dude than vampire <laughs> i see what you mean yeah leans more vampire than, than but is he Lean's is he a vampire. hero or is he an anti-hero he's, like what's he's an deal? anti-hero okay um he has worked with spider-man he's worked with um dr strange he kind of started out as a as a enemy of of spider-man but then they kind of like he's kind of like um He's the Dexter of vampires. He has to consume blood, but he only consumes it from bad people. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay, I wonder. I figured that was kind of the way they were going to go with it. But yeah. I've never. I don't think I've ever read a Morbius comic. And a bunch of people yesterday on Twitter are like, "Dude, this is my favorite comic ever. My favorite character. I can't believe people they're going to love do it. Morbius. Love Morbius. My uncle is one of those people who collects every appearance that Morbius has in the Marvel universe. Nice. Buys every comic where Morbius is is featured. So does he? So, the part where he's reaching his hand out in the cave and a bunch of bats slam into him is that part of the origin? Or is that a? Not to my knowledge. That I think is has uh, added for. Uh, for you know marvel or for uh sony <laughs> pictures effect mm. but he can he can't fly he's basically more agile a little bit of extra strength 
he can't fly although there were times in the in the comics that it looked like he could glide basically or maybe it was just jumping from rooftop to rooftop oh, okay um big like blade and morbius uh, mortal enemies like uh oh they don't like uh, each other do they they don't like each other oh that um, would be a fun combo i wouldn't mind that, that. would yeah but now uh disney has um, the rights back MCU, to you yeah right, it's exactly. MCU, so you can't use it mahershal or, ali right is uh, gonna be blade i think MCU? so wasn't that the talk yeah. i heard that somewhere yeah Anyway. Um, I will say that I saw the the new Black Widow trailer this morning, and I'm I'm really excited to see Taskmaster. Oh, um, that's cool! I hadn't heard that. I haven't seen it yet. I that. haven't. Uh, I saw it pop up in my feed, and I haven't had a chance to look at it. Yeah, I'm excited. I hear the new trailer's real good. <clears throat> People want to it see that good. movie. Yeah. Yep, I'm excited. I'm excited about that. I like the Black Widow, <laughs> except <laughs> for her. Too. Her only mistake was that one line. I don't see how this is a party. It was it. <laughs> I know it's just such a yeah I'm with you I, I hate don't hate it. it as much as you do I really but, hate it uh <laughs> my least favorite thing in the MCU <laughs> like the whole thing like there's no moment in the entirety of the MCU that annoys me more than her saying I don't see how this is a party it's, now if you were to expand that to all Marvel movies yeah. not just MCU would you say that the line do you know what happens to a toad that's struck by lightning <laughs> is worse or better then I don't see how this is a party. Um, I mean, if we are if we're broadening it out to everything Sony or Fox or anyone else has done, then yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah the Toad thing's worse. <laughs> I'll give you that. I'll give you All that. right. How about how about uh, Disco Toby Disco emo Toby Maguire <laughs> Spider Man Three worse, worse or better? Totally worse. <laughs> yeah, you know what? This is, this is a really good point to make. It is only within the MCU, which is you know yeah. I like a lot of so much i love and yeah. uh there's just that one line and it's all about when it happens her face when she does it the context in which this giant thing is coming around the corner it's a whole <laughs> wow, bunch of stuff really so much hate right around that scene i hate it could, you know could we could we say that at least somewhere right around there is a uh, an obey henry poster <laughs> actually that's later that's like in the uh when they're zooming through the city on top of different uh, alien craft and stuff. Gotcha. The Chitari craft. It's a little okay. later, right. but uh, but yeah, it's just I don't know why what it gets the, under my skin. What is the statute of limitations that we can say where where exactly that frog pants poster can be seen? Well, it's really hard to find and pause, but I probably could tell it now. I don't think that dude even works there anymore. I think oh, he's good. I think he's somewhere else doing effects stuff. MCU NDA, not an effect. <laughs> as far MCU as I know, NDA's DOA. <laughs> Uh, Rainbow Bride is right. Scott uh, also hates the waka waka waka. I hate that kind of joking, like that kind of like oh yes, in your right. face sort of like obvious. I don't know. I, I and I do it all the time with dad jokes, so I understand that it seems hypocritical for me to say this. But in my yeah. my triple A, uh, two hundred million dollar budget entertainment, you didn't pay for Fozzie Bear jokes. No, unless yeah. it's actual Fozzie Bear, and then I'm in. Then I'm in because I love. I mean, I don't see how that's a party. Waka waka waka. Because <laughs> I love him, he's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but that's a different. See, again, context is everything, and it's just something about her standing there going, "I don't see how that's a party." Oh, shut up! <laughs> shut up with the party. All right. Oh, well, you know, a little shawarma will make you forget all about that. Hey, really quickly too, because I saw major spoilers was in the uh, the chat. Yeah. Uh, it's official. The return to the Black Temp Tower, oh. return to Black Tower, the Kickstarter has launched. 
And it is $125 to get the base level of that game. Oh, my lord. That's a lot of money. I can't do it. I don't think I can do it either. That's too much. It's too much. Too much. Can't do it. Yeah. Maybe maybe it'll go crazy and they can uh, do a lower-priced retail release or something. Probably not. Maybe. Probably not. (laughs) Probably not. Wait, was it him we were talking to or Dan we were talking? Who were we talking to about that? Oh. Was it Dan? You know what? I'm sorry. It was Dan that we were talking to about that. That's right. Never mind. Well, Stephen would be into this sort of this sort of thing. So, yeah. You remember Stephen? You remember that game, right? The Dark Tower, not the Stephen King Dark Tower, but the the big purple black tower the, thing in the middle of the board that the thing that rotates in the middle of the game board and yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very yeah. cool. I'm sure. I bet you uh, Stephen was one of those kids who had it. They made all the other kids jealous because they'd all have to come over to Stephen's house to play it. Sounds like that Schleicher guy up the road. <laughs> Yeah, the Schleicher exactly. kid. You're not allowed Schleicher to play kid. with that Schleicher kid. I'm going up to the Schleicher kid's house to play Dark Tower. See ya. Okay. Oh, he says I had nothing. <laughs> he didn't have it. <laughs> oh, that makes me sad. I mean, you had to have something. You're such a nerd. You had to have something. You probably just had comics and stuff. He had Lego and some Star Wars figures, and that was it. Wow. I mean, that's, sometimes that's enough. Yeah. T- today sure. we live in an embarrassment of riches. We have too many of the, <laughs> too many of these things. But when we were kids, oh, we were happy dude. to just have Chewbacca or whatever. You know? Yeah, so I, my, my quest came in over the weekend, my Oculus Quest. Oh, yeah. Uh, what do you which think? I, <laughs> which I shouldn't have bought. I spent too much money on it, Scott. Mm. But uh, as of now, I have a, uh, I'm have trying to decide if I'm going to sell the Oculus Go or just use it on the the bike so that I don't you know, sweat in my <laughs> new Oculus Quest. Yeah. It's actually not that bad. Mm. But uh, I love it, and my favorite thing right now is, oh, what the hell is it called? Um, super, super, oh, uh, the, not pistol hot. whip, super, super hot. hot, super hot. Yeah. Super hot's amazing. Yeah. Holy crap. I love that game. Yeah. That's very cool. It was cool before they ported it to VR. It's even cooler now. It's perfect for VR. It's really good. It's perfect for VR. Yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't gotten beat saber yet, but that's my, ne- that and box VR, are my next two purchases. Cause I think you recommended box VR for, uh, yeah. If you want a good workout box VR, work you freaking out, uh, Beat Saber is just a must-have, but also kind of a workout. And if you do it on diff- difficult, it's definitely a workout. And then, um, oh, for sure. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, and then uh, uh, that thing you're talking about, uh, Super Hot VR. Even mm-hmm. though it's like three or three, four years old now, it's mm-hmm. like a must-get VR title. It's so good. It is. It's so freaking good. Yeah. It is. Uh, I hope there are more games like yeah. it soon. It's very good. You know, what else yeah. is good is Pistol Whip. That's a cool game. I keep seeing that. It's like uh, John Wick Matrix kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I got it for cheap. I don't remember why. Some sale. And mm-hmm. it was, uh, it's it's kind of hard, but it's very fun and very John Wicky shoot. But it's also a little bit of rhythm in it, rhythm game stuff going on. The visuals are yeah. just crazy. It's it's really cool. That's worth playing. Cool. Yeah, VR, right. VR is we'll be- rad and that thing. And how do you, I mean, look, untethered, room scale. It's so good. That thing's rad. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. I, I did... Um, really hurt my finger because i set up room scale and then i broke through room scale to punch a guy in super hot oh no and it happened to be he happened to be right where this uh metal uh column this bar is in my basement that uh supports the <laughs> keeps the ceiling from falling down mm. and uh Oops. really hurt my hand but it didn't break the did break the controller so that's good i You're guess good your hand i yeah. mean are you, are you bruised you get a little purple hand going there no but if i if I make a fist, it hurts. And if I press down on that part, it's right between my the two knuckles. Oh, my, knuckle crotch, finger crotch. 
finger crotch. That's no, the not, worst. A, not in the crotch, but between the between on one finger between two knuckles. Oh, I see. Between the two yeah. knuckles on the That's same right, finger. Right there. Okay. Like if I were to I could draw it with a, a sharpie on there. I got say, a paper Ow. cut. I got a paper cut in the Spock finger crotch not <laughs> long ago. <laughs> Live long and yow! Yeah, totally. <laughs> Just right there. It hurt like a mother effer. Well, All, right. Sure uh, All right. Uh, what else? Did I tell people about the collections yet? Yes, I did. The Yes, the Twitch collection. I did that at the top of the thing, didn't I? All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going to do it again. I'm not going to say it twice. <laughs> All right, everybody. Now this. I don't watch the news. It is time for the news, and it's brought to you by. Brought to you by Soundography. A brand new episode went up on the feed yesterday. Uh, Hammond and I listened to the first half of the career of Dolly Parton because because listening to the entirety of her collection, uh, it would just be a an outrageously massive undertaking. Mm. So we listened to the first half up until about pretty much about nine to five or Rhinestone. Ooh, Rhinestone. Uh, Anyway, what did we think? We thought it was actually really good, especially her early stuff with Porter Wagner, the guy that she wrote I Will Always Love You um, for or about. Uh, Really, really good. Uh, Soundography.com, if you want to go check out the episode and listen to what we thought of Dolly Parton from a couple of guys who don't really don't really watch, don't really listen to the country music. (laughs) Uh, See what we thought. Soundography.com. I like Dolly Parton for lots of reasons. Um, and one of them is her early her early music is cool. It's it there's something really to it. Good. Yeah, yeah, something to it. And so many so much of her early stuff got turned into these great covers that you know I will always love you, Jolene, uh, Code of Many Colors, um, so much stuff. And and uh, yeah, we got so many recommendations from people to check out Dolly Parton's America, the brand new uh, Dolly Parton podcast. She just seems like a really really cool person. Yeah, she seems super cool. And uh, maybe it's her. F- you know, 428 pounds of hair, but her, her, uh, uh, plastic surgery she's had over the years, she yeah. holds it. She wears it better than most. She doesn't look she like does. a freaking robot yes. like everybody else does. Uh, yeah. so there, she's pretty great. Totally true. Yep. Uh, North Korea news out of North Korea. You guys. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Just, just in international news, a North Korean mom faces jail time in her country of North Korea. For saving her kids from a burning house instead of a picture of Kim Jong-un II. No way. Yep. Really? Yep. And this is in the LA Times. No, Kim, Jong- oh, Kim Jong-il. Oh, what I say? It's an IL, not, not the second. Oh, he's the last. Oh, is it the new it's dude? It's IL. It's IL because it's, uh, no, Kim Jong-un is the is the current, is the son. He's the fatty. Kim jong yeah. That's right. That's right. Kim Jong Il is the previous, but it looks like Kim Jong the second because the I capital I and an L look like two. They're pretty much identical. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a woman from North Korea is facing possible jail term after failing to save this portrait um, and other photos of the Communist Party's uh, country's past and present leaders during a house fire. It was one, uh, it was said that the woman saved her children first, uh, but this apparently led to her trouble, uh, according to the Daily Mail, which is being repeated here on the Latin Times. Uh, They reported an unnamed mother is currently being investigated by the country's Ministry of State Security. Based on the details gathered, the fire broke out in her home in Ansong Country, North Hamyang Province, North Korea, uh, and two families are living there. Uh, The parents were not home when the fire started, but they rushed back to get their children out uh, after hearing about the incident. The blaze destroyed one set of photos of the ruling dictator Kim's family as the parents focused on getting their kids. Now the mother's facing these charges of neglect. She may have saved her children, but since she ran out of time to save Kim 
Il Sung and Kim Jong Il's photos, uh, she has been brought to the authorities for investigation. This How is, do they know she had? Does everybody have to have photos of? I think Kim everyone Jong-il has to have them. I think there's some uh, rule there. Fearless, my fearless brother, Supreme Leader, my uh, my Korean brother said something about mandatory shrine looking freaking photo business in every house. Good lord! I mean, she can go buy new photos, right? Um, I mean, yeah, but you're in it. It's the like the most. It's like the definition of a dictatorship over there. Like straight up, everything is controlled by the state, and it's all the way down to, did you save people before you saved these photos? Yeah, that is so freaking whacked, man. I had time to save my freeze dried toads playing banjos, but I couldn't save my mega hat. Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) According to my brother, the way it works is, I think you're, I don't think you buy these. Oh, someone in the chat's saying this too. I think they give them to you. You are issued these photos. It is like your duty as a as a as a subject to the great dear leader to have this shit up all the time. Wow, yeah. That's what that's what Joey Guy or Joe Guy Art says. North Korea demands that every home display paintings of its past leaders, Kim Il sung and Kim Jong il, and sends inspectors to ensure that they do. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to uh, you know what? Uh North Korea sucks. Can I just put that out there? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I understand. I don't know. Different countries, you know, different Donald, things. Donald says that uh, they're good guys on both sides. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, they're real pals over there. Him and him and uh, <laughs> right, him exactly. and Tub, Tubby McGee. But uh, yeah, I've just uh, got no got no uh, sympathy for that regime. They can they can bite a fr- big fat bullet. I hate them, and I think this sucks that anybody would be under this kind of scrutiny for saving their kids over their freaking totally. photos. Which, as yeah. Brian put it, you can get new ones. You can't get exactly. new kids. You know, if she were smart, she would have grabbed the kids and had the kids grab the paintings. Like, I'll hold you, you hold the paintings, let's get out of the house. Right. Right. If she were smart. Yeah, if she was smart, <laughs> if she'd have thought ahead. Exactly, yes. Yeah. F that place. All right. Yeah. Moving on. Amazon driver in the mm-hmm. news. Not a, this is he related is... Adam driver? <laughs> yeah, no. No, but he's not. But he's in, and then he's not in near as many movies right now as Adam Driver. <laughs> Adam Driver's in like twelve things right now. What's his deal? He is. Yeah. What's his deal? And he doesn't like. He doesn't like to talk about it. He doesn't like doing interviews for it. He walked off the freaking. Uh, uh, did you hear about this? He walked off the interview with um, Terry Gross because he hates hearing his own voice. And she played a clip of him. Well, that's and, something we have in common. And he doesn't. He doesn't like that. <laughs> So he just got fed up and got up and left really? in the middle of the interview. He, I don't know what the deal is. I was watching uh, when we when we uh, stopped to watch the Golden Globes during our fast forward uh, breeze through uh, last week. Um, he didn't he didn't applaud. He didn't smile. He just kind of sat there until it was time for his category, and then he paid attention. And then he, I don't know, it was really weird. Like he's odd. He seems like uh, for a guy who is really super into acting, he really hates his job. <laughs> yeah, you do get that impression. I think part of it is I know what it is, and, and this is how I think I would probably feel. So I kind of feel for him. Awards and all that. Like yeah. you just don't like the attention. You don't mm-hmm. like the praise. Right. You don't even like the you don't like the criticism. You don't like any of it. You just sort of want to do the cool thing you're doing, and then walk away from it. He never watches anything he's done ever. Right. Um, he's one of those guys. I just want to do the work. <laughs> I just want to finish the sandwich that I started. 
<laughs> but then he wants to go home and be left alone. You know, I, I, I can, sure. I know this feeling. I think it's okay. I, I think I, this, I don't see it as a negative thing about his personality. I just think it's a, it's just funny that he's so good that it's impossible to ignore him. You know, you just, you know, then don't show up to the golden clubs. Do what, you know, just send somebody in your place. Oh, Adam driver couldn't be here tonight because he hates this crap. And uh, so we'll accept this on his honor. <laughs> Or in his, in his, you know, in his, in his honor, or whatever. Yeah. And there. And Did you ever see any of Girls, by the way? No. Uh, no. I saw. Of, I saw uh, maybe a scene, and that scene I saw in a recap or like a, a another talk show or something. And he was in this. He was in the scene, but it may yeah. have been her visiting the Tonight Show or something. And it was a scene with Adam Lena Driver, Dunham or something. Yeah. yeah. And he and I remember thinking, that is the weirdest, ugliest dude. Mm-hmm. And. But now what I think, I, I think I was wrong. I think he is just unique. He's so unique looking and he can command a performance. It's just the perfect combo. Yeah. And I also think him being a little dark and irritated and doesn't want to really be there actually adds to the mystique of that guy. I think it actually gives him that that's going to drive more people to be interested in him. But um, yeah, there's, there's, and someone clarified in the chat and this is true. I guess when he goes to these interviews, like the Terry Gross interview, he says, I don't want to, I don't want to hear any clips. And usually someone will honor it. But I guess Terry Gross in the middle of this thing just played a clip and he got annoyed and left. <laughs> so, nice, so nice job there, Terry Gross, America's interviewer. Well done. Have you have you seen the uh, the cat that looks like Adam Driver? No. Oh, my Lord. Send it over. Let me pull it up. I'm pulling it up right now. This might be the greatest thing. Oh, come on. Load. Load, for Pete's sake. Somebody in the chat room probably will have it before I do. I've never Copy seen this address. I'll put it in the chat room. Is it one of those? Uh, it's not one of those naked cats, is it? One of the no, no, ones? Uh, Sphinx cat. No, there you go. Put it in our Discord, and I put it in. Oh the, my uh, gosh, dude! <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that cat? Is he all right? <laughs> it doesn't even look like the a cat. It's a uh, yeah. Something's wrong with that cat. I'm worried about the cat now. There's <laughs> 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 something wrong with him. Anyway, uh, anyway. All right. so what was my point? Oh, Amazon driver. <laughs> that's Amazon that's driver. <laughs> <laughs> we had one person, I can't remember who it was in the chat room, said, what happened to the Amazon driver? <laughs> yeah. Should probably tell that story new, now. Are you new here? <laughs> First time in the chat room. Uh, Amazon driver refused to deliver wine to a 92-year-old man, or woman rather, because she didn't have ID. <laughs> nice job. He didn't want it. He had to see ID or he wasn't going to leave it. When you turn 21, you look forward to getting carded for an alcohol purchase to prove you're old enough. Well, when you- no, hold on a second. <laughs> it's not about, is it about the age or is it about um, not being able to l- deliver alcohol to a house unless unless you can confirm that the person who's accepting it is the person it's shipped to or something? Well, so somebody, when we had a listener who, who sent me some Blade Runner 2049 um uh, not Jack Daniels. What was it? Oh, uh, it was a whiskey. Yeah. Blade Runner whiskey. Yeah. And uh, I had to actually sign. Like we couldn't even. Tristan was twenty one. He couldn't even sign for it. I had to sign for uh, uh, for for it. So yeah, Johnny had, Walker. That's it. And you had to do it at the door, right? With yeah. the dude there. Well, the same thing happened yep. here. And he, this lady who's ninety three too, mm-hmm. uh, is at the door trying to take this Bristol cream sherry. Bristol cream. Yeah, Harvey's Bristol Cream Sherry and a jigsaw puzzle that came with the order. <laughs> sounds like sounds like she's in for a rocking weekend. Uh, Saturday night at Ibbett's house right there. That's right, exactly. Um 
and he wouldn't he refused not to he refused to do it he had he car, he made her card him or made her produce uh id and she didn't have one so when he I was left a kid, i thought harvey's bristol cream was um was something used for shaving it sounds like it right it does yeah or like a <laughs> Like a fancy chocolate egg they have over in Britain. Right, right. Yes, exactly. Oh, let's crack open the Harvey's Bristol cream. Yeah, we do that on Christmas Eve every year. Children, gather round. <laughs> um, yeah, so he wouldn't do it. And uh, she she just, she's like, well, I'm 92. And he's like, I still need your ID. So what I think this comes down to, um, and the, and the legal age there is only 18, so it's even funnier. But anyway, uh he left without giving it to her. And I think what it came down to is this guy doesn't, is just living up to the letter of the law because he wants to not yeah. lose his job. That's it. Yeah, exactly. That's it. I so. mean, sucks, but why doesn't she have an ID? Hi, Cora. <laughs> Does my colostomy bag count as ID? <laughs> yeah. I've got a uh, Blockbuster video card. I've got a, uh, I've got a Shoney's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a receipt for the night, diner. My black and white zenith I bought in '74. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. She uh, she got screwed, but she still got her puzzle. So all is well. That's good. Yeah. Good. Well. All is well. Heaven for small mercies. Uh oh! It says here when the driver tried to re-deliver the bottle the following day, she was ready and presented her bus pass with a photo on it. He'd rejected that also. He rejected what? it. Yep, I know. Oh, that sucks. That's valid ID. Come on. That's photo ID. Yeah. Lame. So so she has no Harvey's Bristol cream. You'll get no Harvey's Bristol cream, no jigsaw puzzle, and no Lieutenant Yar. <laughs> she got the puzzle, I guess. Because that was just, yeah, just part of the order. You know, you don't have to be a certain age for that, but. Well, great. All right, here's the best news of the who week. Who wants to do a jigsaw puzzle sober? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Nobody alive does. That's why I don't do jig pu- jigsaw puzzles. I don't I don't drink. If I drank, maybe I'd do one. Tina loves jigsaw puzzles. I, do, I, does I she joke drink, around with that. Does she, she have a little thing of wine while she does it? No, no, no. Oh. She, she, wow. uh, since, uh, since the cancer, <laughs> yeah. she, uh. <laughs> Uh, is only allowed two drinks a week. Oh, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yes. Yeah, what, did, so. did, are they? Are they? I mean, they can't be one of those giant leg things you get in Vegas. Like <laughs> no, okay. like two. So the equivalent, of like uh, two shots or two glasses of wine or two beers or something like that. But if you have a drink that's a double, well, that counts as as your two drinks in one glass. So it's more of an amount of alcohol, less of a correct. correct. What kind of drink or whatever. Correct. Um, yep. All right. So here's what she should do. They have this jigsaw puzzle, Brian, that is just a giant black uh, nothing. It's just black. Uh-huh. And you get all the pieces. There's no image, images to connect. It's just the pieces. And, and this exists. And you have to put it on a table and figure out where all the pieces go to build a giant flat black <laughs> nothing. I love it. Yeah, basically, it's just. Uh, I would it's, die. It's purely on the shape of the pieces. Yeah, I would die. That would not yeah. work at all. That's horrendous. The puzzle was black. It's not supposed to it's be not black. It's not supposed to be black. Oh, we haven't played that guy in a while. Mm, you know you what? Handy? Yeah, I do. I'm going to play it. Okay. Uh, black. Let's just look for tomatoes. the word black. It's got Or look for tomatoes. Yeah, not supposed to be black. Oh, you hear that hard drive spinning up? Listen. You hear that? Listen to that. Yeah, you hear that? It's super annoying. I got to figure out a way to. I don't know. I think it's the USB line on that thing, just loud or something. <laughs> um, that feels like it's about to go. Yeah. Get yourself an SSD 
too sweet. It's spinning up. I need to do. Actually, I need to do some external SSD stuff, but I. It's so expensive. Um. All right. I can't find it. So here's this. Okay. What about you? I've got a black belt in karate. There you go. There's the use of black. It's not the one I was looking for, but we're gonna take it. It's fine. Totally works. Blue Ridge John found the uh, found the jigsaw puzzle. Put a link to it in the uh, yeah. chat. A photo of it. Yeah. Look at that thing. Wouldn't and it's you not die? even like a straight grid. It's it's grid for like half of it, and then the other half is radiating circles. Yeah. Look at the weird bottom left corner kind of j- stuff going on. It's not even reliable. Like, yeah. like what is that down there? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> who, who in their right Thanks mind? says, well, how is that different from just turning the puzzle over? Well, it's true, but. Well, no. You know. Yeah, but the point is that. Yeah, but you don't. I understand what they're saying. Yeah, but you could just turn this one over. <laughs> right. You know exactly. what I mean? Like it doesn't matter yeah. what you're doing. This is insanity. Why would you do this to yourself? This is a forced right. thing. The other why would way would you do either? Why would you do this this all black puzzle? Or why would you flip a puzzle over and do it that way? Yeah. Why? Same why? same exact question. Exactly. And that, and yes, the middle piece is about the easiest piece on here. Right. Well, no, the circle. corner pieces. I mean, they could really. F with you and not make the the not give it a straight outer edge. Oh, that's true. Then you're then you're just flat out screwed. That's, that that <laughs> is true, but you don't know which edge you're ever working with though, except maybe right. the two side edges. The top ones are sort of uniform, and the bottom ones. Well, what I'm saying is, don't give it a, a flat outer edge. Make the outer edge have oh. indents and holes and stubs and things like that like a big so. cloud looking shape or something i get right you. exactly yes i get so you like, oh man where's this go but right. everything in the middle here makes me want to pull my head off and eat it it's just awful <laughs> <laughs> it's awful yeah all right abc the network the tv network sure sure they told burt ward back in the uh, batman days you know burt ward he played robin yeah. Uh they uh they told him to take pills to shrink his peen. <laughs> Holy anti-Viagra Batman. That's right. The opposite of what you want normally. Um so let's see what this if this is true. It came from page6.com so again, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Sure. Uh for baby boomers and classic TV fans, the name Burt Ward is instantly recognizable as the loyal and extremely excitable Robin from the campy Batman series that ran on ABC from sixty-six to sixty-eight. Uh just this week he happily unveiled a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which he called an amazing experience. We'll enjoy spending the ten grand a year to maintain it. <laughs> right. Yes. Again, I I'm hate sure that he stuff. gets that in royalties of, of uh reruns of uh of Batman. Yeah. DVD and Blu-ray sales and streaming plays and stuff like that. You've won a podcast award. Now pay us two fifty for the for the award. <laughs> I wouldn't call this a labor of love after this year. <laughs> uh the man, some good shade and a pull and a throwback and if people don't know who that is, it means nothing to them. This is great. That's right. That's right. Uh the Cape Crusaders costumes are bright and uh tightly fitted to say the least. So snug, Ward incurred the wrath of the Catholic League of Decency. They thought that Robin had a very large bulge for television, Ward told Page Six, although he promises that it was uh, all him, unlike Adam West, who played Batman. What does that mean? <laughs> well, that either means he's saying that uh, that his bulge was all him, unlike Adam West's bulge, or <laughs> or he's saying uh, that bulge was all him, unlike what Adam West would tell you about Burt Ward's bulge. <laughs> yeah, either, either one's a little shady. 
Uh, yeah, this give, feels like this feels like Burt Ward um, coming up with a story to brag about the size of his penis. To me as well. Uh, and now that Adams West is dead, I guess he can say whatever he wants. But anyway, with Adam, I had to go into podcasting because my penis was too large for television. <laughs> he says, That's why I went into podcasting. He says with Adam, who played Batman, they put Turkish towels in his undershorts. What's a Turkish what? towel? I don't know what that is. It's not a Turkish delight, I'll tell you that much. Towels. All right, there's an actual search for this. Turkish towels. <laughs> it's, it's a towel that has like a, a bulbous uh, tip on the end. <laughs> oh, yeah, they got little... Uh, <laughs> they got. They just have little tassels on them. They're like little dish towel, like uh, light, yeah. breezy, you know, fancy kitchen towels. That's what they are. Turkish towels. Okay. Yeah, that's right. fine. Whatever. Uh, anyway, he says, "Cause we couldn't find a bat sock." <laughs> it seems like such an odd thing to stick in there. It does, yes. The problem what do we have? <laughs> uh, well, we got uh, Turkish towels over there on the craft table. Grab them. Well, according to this, the problem grew so bad that the studio had Ward go see a doctor who prescribed medication to shrink me up. Is his quote? Uh, thankfully, Ward quit taking the pills almost immediately. They, I took them for three days and. I decided that they can probably keep me from having children, he said. Uh, I stopped doing that and just used my cape to cover it. Uh, despite starring in a number of one-rated uh, one shows... What? No, oh, starring in number one-rated show at the tender age of 20, Ward swears he didn't spend his evenings hitting on ardent admirers. Getting, getting hit on. Or getting hit on. There was a... Um, <laughs> there was a... Um, he did spend all of his time hitting on. Yeah, there's a book that like says a bunch of stuff about him getting a, get, being a total freak on the on the outside with fans and stuff. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the Batcave, kiss, bra strap. Right. Do they have right instead of like pow and smack? Like, do they have like shrink and <laughs> second base? Shrivel. <laughs> I was in the pool. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> All right. Final story today. All right. Okay. Uh, remember this when you're at your movie theater next time, okay? Because you're going to go we'll soon, do. probably. We'll do. Yes. Uh, this, this, uh, the next few days to see little women. Oh, yeah, little, the little women. Little tiny women. If they're not tiny. Starring the new uh, Black Widow lady. Oh, she's in that. What's her name? Yeah, Florence Pugh. Mm. Right, Florence Pugh. It's a terrible Florence name, but uh, Florence or Pug. P Pug. <laughs> oh yeah, this I like her. Yeah, she's in uh, something else I like. What is it I'm thinking of? Um, by the way, why do Google results? <laughs> by the way, why do you make that noise? Well, I'm trying to remember something. <laughs> why, why does Google results send me to the mobile version of IMDb sometimes? I don't understand that. I search oh, for yeah, her, and then the link that they give me is a mobile it's version. The m.imdb.com. Yeah. It's yeah. super stupid. All right. Oh, it's the girl from Midsummer, which I'm gonna. I just started. I'm gonna watch that. Oh, cool. uh, it's the dude. Dude, what made um, Hereditary made that, and I want to see that. Right. Talked about him last week with uh, Nicole. Yeah. Who pronounced it Midsummer? Midsummer. Oh, she's lovely. Mm -hmm. She was topless, apparently, when she found out oh. she got Oscar nominated. I did a search for Florence Pugh this morning, and apparently every news organization was fascinated with the fact that in the morning, she might have not been wearing a top when they announced the uh, the Oscar nominations. That's really a thing? 
That's really a thing. Why is that a thing? Because because she's a woman. Because it's exciting and titillating to uh, media readers that, oh. Yeah, okay, here's one for you. Henry Cavill was shirtless playing World of Warcraft when he almost missed his callback that said he got to be Superman. <laughs> uh, See, less exciting. That is exciting because he doesn't have breasts. We're, well, he does. This part of our culture sucks. <laughs> it really sucks. Because boobs. Basically, they have piano right in the chat room. Because boobs. I guess so. She's up early in the morning like everyone is in California at that time. She may have been in a certain state of undress when the news came over the wire that she had been nominated. <laughs> Josh Brolin was suntanning his taint when the news came in about his nomination. Well, that at least would entertain me, you know? Yes, sure. Well, anyway. His back to this. Uh, if you get popcorn stuck in your tooth when you go see that movie, The Little Women. Uh-huh. Uh, could cost you your life. It almost did this guy. A British man tried to remove a popcorn kernel that was stuck in his tooth with a pen lid, nail, and then a wire. Tried all these things. Oh, oh okay. So it wasn't really the popcorn. <laughs> it was the fact that he's an idiot. <laughs> a toothpick might be a really good option, dude. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I used the tip of a, of a butcher's knife. I couldn't get it out. Y'all uh, got any nails around here? Exactly. I don't know why is that you voice. You have a saw blade, like from a. <laughs> I don't know what is British. The Brit. What's the British equivalent to a Southern accent? I don't even know. It's like the Northerners. Uh, it's, like, <laughs> it's like oi. I tried removing it with a saw blade, and it. No, I just, <laughs> I just look right in Australian. I can't do it. I can't do Cockney. I, I oi, really. Oi. For they always say this last week. Yeah. I really had to work hard on just doing the. The the Anthony Daniels style of British. Oh yes, I tried to remove the popcorn kernel with a saw blade. <laughs> I feel like you're you're doing play also by play in a golf game uh, or nature documentary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a golf game. The female has approached the male. They're now <laughs> Look mating. Look at the lovely plumage on the. <laughs> the male bird dances ridiculously in front of the female. Oh man, he's gonna die any day, and I'm sad. I love him. I need, I need, uh, you know what? I need Zoe brings bacon to do a little coaching with me in Vegas on, um, on oh. my my southern or my British accents is, to not let them go into uh, into Australia. Maybe Zoe, I just need to watch more Peaky Blinders. Just yeah, watch yeah, no, that's Peaky that's Blinders the way to again. do it. Is is Zoe yeah. coming to the thing? Yes, that, she oh, is. That's great. That's Indeed good. To hear. She is very excited. I always like seeing Zoe. Bring, bring a tin of biscuits, please. A tin of biscuits. Bacon-flavored biscuits, if you will. <laughs> uh, so here's what he did. Uh, in a Facebook post earlier this month, Helen Martin from Turo, UK, described her husband Adam's harrowing ordeal that ended with him getting a new heart valve. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> wow. All Jeez right. Louise. Uh, Adam's infective endocarditis. Car, 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 Carditis. 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 Okay. Yes. A bacterial infection in the heart and lungs was caused by a small gum infection from getting a little bit of popcorn husk stuck in his gums. Uh, he left unchecked the infection, or it left, if left unchecked, the infection normally treated by antibiotics can eat away at heart valves and cardiac muscles. Martin's husband also described uh, him as reasonably fit and a healthy builder and a full-time firefighter. Told, uh, told uh, They told Cornwall Live. Uh, they finally do get medical help, and uh, if they'd have waited an extra few days, he'd probably been dead. So there's that. Huh. So it really was the 
the um the popcorn husk stuff jeez all right it wasn't it wasn't the the, the implements that he was using to remove said yeah they popcorn don't husk. what's weird is they didn't they do say this in the opening line he tried to remove the popcorn kernel with a pin lid nail and wire leading to a serious infection that required heart surgery mm-hmm. so what that tells me is maybe that other stuff didn't help or could have caused a greater <sighs> infection Poorly written ctvnews.ca. Right. Also, how do you put a whole kernel? How do you jam a whole kernel in your gum there? I don't think it's the kernel. It was the um, the the husk. It's that that um, oh. really uh, tough bit of uh, shell that's around an unpopped kernel. Gotcha. That was uh, that's when uh, Colonel Sanders was a virgin in uh, high school. <laughs> he was an unpopped colonel. They called yes. him un- unpopped colonel. I I feel like there's there's a, an illustration in there. <laughs> you just need to draw. You just need to draw this dorky Colonel Sanders holding like uh, a notebook with like a you know a pencil uh, pocket protector yeah. and just the the <laughs> the, the punchline underneath it is unpopped colonel. There you go. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe we've got something. Maybe I draw it. Maybe, maybe I do it. it. Maybe Brian should. It's all in his head. He can do it. It's all in my head. We're going to take a break when we come back. Bill uh, and jury, all that stuff. So Tuesday is what we're at. And so we're going to do that in a minute. But we're going to play a song first. What do you have for the middle of the show? I've got uh, a band called the Undercover Dream Lovers. You think that these guys would do some covers, right? The mm-hmm. Undercover Dream Lovers. Yeah. Uh, they came from Pittsburgh. <clears throat> Excuse me. Got a little bit of uh, popcorn kernel stuck in my throat there. Now they're based in L.A. Um, he's a lead lead guy. Matt Koenig has never signed with any label. Uh, he's com- always stayed independent. And they've supported the band Parcels, Hers, uh, Star FKR. I'm not going to say that whole thing. Uh, and uh, Lim Patrice. And they even played the 2019 Tropicalia Festival. Tropicalia Festival. Um, talk about some fun, jangly power pop. These guys uh, are influenced by Tame Impala, The Beatles, Parcels, Led Zeppelin, The Doors, Daft Punk. Um, but he sees his band more as like a bridge between all of those different different acts. Uh, the brand new album is called It's All in Your Head. It doesn't come out till the end of February, February 28th, uh, the penultimate day of February. Here are the undercover dream lovers and the song A Way Out.
This episode today is brought to you by Fender Play, the complete online learning platform for guitar, bass, ukulele. With Fender Play, you can play your first song in minutes with short, easy-to-follow lessons taught by experienced instructors. Here's an actual New Year's resolution you can stick to. Learn to play the guitar, for example. Well, what makes them different? Fender Play features step-by-step, song-driven, learning path tailored to your music tastes and built around your schedule, all from your phone, tablet, or computer. With a Fender Play membership, you can master chords, songs, and techniques at your own pace. With bite-sized lessons, you can watch anywhere, anytime. Track your progress in the app so you can pick up right where you left off. Share your success and get support from instructors in Fender's exclusive online community. Get unlimited access to hundreds of lessons and features for an entire year. All for less than the average cost of one traditional music lesson. Uh, This stuff's great. My son is learning how to play the guitar. How is he doing it? with Fender Play, and he's loving it. He had to borrow a guitar, but if, if this goes well, we're going to get him his own, and what better way to learn than with Fender Play? So we have an incredible deal for our listeners. New members can try Fender Play for free for two weeks and save 50% off a of Fender Play annual plan, but the only way you can take advantage of this offer is by going to fender.com slash podcast. That's fender.com slash podcast, and be sure to use our special offer code TMS at checkout. 
This offer is only available for a limited time and ends on Monday, January 20th at midnight Pacific time. So act fast. Again, visit fender.com slash podcast and use our special code TMS to try it free, save 50% and start learning today. We thank Fender for supporting the show. They're all nice guns, and all guns are nice. I know who you are. You're the guy in the hole. I can't believe you made me say that. This is the Morning Stream. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the program. As we venture forth into the next phase of things, which involves our good buddy over at PunishProps.com, Mr. Bill Duran. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll add him to the call and get him in here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, this cat that looks like him. That is just freaking weird. Still just can't get my head around that. Anyway, whatever. Adam Driver, <laughs> he should own that cat. That's how it should be. He should own that cat. That would be cat. great if that was his cat, right? Yeah. Like uh, people people who look like their pets yeah. can just do that. We're doing yeah. this wrong. They need to make that happen. All right, check this out, everyone. Your bat cave's open there, Bill. Oh, another uh, uh, thing from Hank Hill. Ho- hello, Bill Duran. How are you feeling this week? Oh, I'm feeling a lot better. Oh, uh, good. A little under the weather last week. Yeah, you got hit with the... Uh, the uh, thing everyone seems to everyone I know gets sick this time of year, and I haven't gotten sick yet, and I feel like a ticking time bomb, and I don't like it. I don't like that feeling. Yeah, it's the floor mat virus, the the resin, uh, the oh, carb yeah. resin virus. You got the I feel resin like I lung. Should be immune to that by now. Shouldn't <laughs> you? Wouldn't you, you guys that have like makers should have like resin lung or some kind of cool like old timey right. sounding yeah, disease? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do everything I can to make sure I don't get resin lung. Oh, good. <laughs> or uh, so that was a great Jethro Tull song, by the way. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with grandpa? I got the epoxy. They could call it the epoxy. <laughs> or the foam. I got I got foamer's disease. I don't know what it could be. Anyway, well, Bill, uh, it's good to have you here. I'm glad you're well-ish and uh, can be on the show today. Uh, he is the purveyor of all things Punish Props at PunishProps.com, a fantastic source for video-based content, uh, building things, making things. And we're going to see what you're making now. What are you making? Well, since I was sick last week, didn't do a ton of making. Mm. <laughs> mm. However, I do have a fun thing to go over. Uh, I bet that over the holidays that we just went through, that a lot of people got 3D printers. Mm. Yeah, especially those fancy new resin ones. All right, the SLAs. Boom. Yeah, they're coming down in price like crazy. You can get one for like less than 500 bucks now. Oh, I don't know. Wow. They're awesome, and I figured uh, people would want some good recommendations on things to print for the first time. Are you? Uh, uh, how do you feel about the repl- like the resin that you need to get for it? How's that price wise mm-hmm. compared to like buying uh, r- uh, plastic mm-hmm. and stuff for the other ones? Um, so the uh, I don't have a lot of uh, examples. I've only mm-hmm. used the uh, form printer Mm -hmm. and the resin uh the cheapest i got it for was like 80 bucks a liter oh wow yeah which is a lot cheaper than the form brand ones uh but still quite a bit more than filament yeah the elegoo stuff that i get is about 20 uh 20 bucks for a um i guess that would be uh a a liter right 500 mil two 500 milliliter bottles yeah 
would equal a liter. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. So so I, the Elegoo stuff is a lot cheaper. But wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Quality wise, how how it compares. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the price basically is squashing on those compared to FDM, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. I will say, especially with those little printers, if you're if it's a new machine, <laughs> you're just getting used to it. Start by printing a couple of small things first. Mm. I wouldn't I wouldn't launch into uh, a full set of uh, of uh, armor or anything right away. Maybe get used <laughs> to the printer first. Well, plus, uh, but, you can't really create anything that's much bigger than that these, uh, until you get yeah. a bigger form factor, yeah. Or, or a lot of pieces, and you glue them all together. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm gonna, I wouldn't print a Reinhardt costume <laughs> on your little Elegoo. That might be a bit, a bit more fun. Anyway, here's some uh, really fun ideas for things you could go to print. Um, you got your standard stuff, like your, your standard, standard files, like your Benchy, the Rocktopus, Baby Groot. Of course, everyone, everyone's printing Baby Yoda. Those are great, but if you want more prop type things, there's a lot of a lot of stuff out there, including some stuff over at PunishProps.com. <laughs> we have a, a free blueprints section there where you can get patterns and, and uh, patterns for like foam helmets and whatnot. Uh, but we have some 3D files there. We've started adding more to that library of free things for uh, for people to go get. <laughs> so I have the Iron Man arc reactor from Endgame and mm -hmm. um, all of that. Uh, which, by the way, is a really fantastic thing to print on your little resin printer. Yeah, good uh, size, really good size for that. Yeah, and um, I modeled it, so I put a lot of detail into the the um, the face of it, where all the nano tech, whatever Iron Man stuff is. <laughs> right. Yeah. So if you, if you that, want to, prove, by the way, that uh, that Tony Stark has a heart. Oh, uh, not that one, no. And, oh. <laughs> and, and, and I am pushing up my glasses. Technically, it is not an arc reactor. It is a nanite containment unit. No one needs to tell me. I have already oh. gotten all the comments. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, no. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, if you want to show off what your resin printer can do, go ahead and print that. <laughs> okay. Uh, I also have my lightsabers over there that we just recently did. Uh, and then if you want to make something a little bit bigger, I have Rose Quartz Sword from... Uh, uh, Steven Universe uh, that you could download. Again, those are all free over at PunishProps.com if you want to uh, give it a look and grab something just to play with your new print. Has, has Resin impressed you to the point that you kind of don't care about other printer types, or are they, or do they still have their place? Like, it, it, like an APL, uh, you know, spool of plastic wire. Is that still going to find? Is that still have a a home for when you've got to build a thing? I sure hope so because I have a lot of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I um, think. Yeah. You know the big the big difference is going to be number one the size and then the detail, yeah, um, and what you're going to do with it, um, and also the durability of the final print. Too. Right. Yes. Most of the now they do have a lot more resins you can use, uh, but the stuff I'm using right now, unless it's fairly small, I wouldn't use it as a final product. I would mold and cast it. Uh, it's quite brittle. Mm. <laughs> I tried one. Uh, I had a, a print off of the form with one of their early resins and I was trying to drill a hole in it and it shattered. It just exploded. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. This is so a uh, little baby Yoda. I, I did. Oh, on that's awesome. Printer. Oh, it yeah. looks great. Oh, so yeah, there's still a place really for good. FDM. Uh, the main thing is that FDM is so much quicker, mm. um, mm -hmm. but we'll see who knows what the next five years hold. It does. Um, you know what it feels like? It feels like we're right in the middle of this, like, uh, in the early 90s when laser printers started to come down in price 
yeah. And then somebody says, hey, inkjet printer's a viable middle ground. Let's do inkjet. And then that was kind of crappy in some ways, but great in other ways. Cheaper to maintain, mm-hmm. less expensive for the printer. And then color printers came along. And like that that iteration, is. I feel like I'm having that, I'm having deja vu because it feels like yeah. that's all happening again. Obviously a very different um, result or purpose mm-hmm. to the printer, but but you know, just watching everybody kind of go through these steps of what's better, uh, getting better with better materials. I think eventually we're going to start be, you know, you'll be able to go to office max and buy a 3d printer, take it home and you're good. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I bought a printer at home Depot. Yeah. They, they were selling the Dremel mm. printer. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's oh, cool. cool. That's awesome. So, um, so now also, if you go out on websites like Thingiverse or my mini factory or a bunch of other ones now, they, they collect 3d files that, people either sell or give out for free think of versus a great example uh however if you're gonna start pawing around on those websites couple of things to look out for um many times when you go search for everything let's say i want to make an iron man helmet right mm-hmm. i go to think verse look up iron man helmet there are many results mm-hmm. um and they do a pretty good job of curating them uh but what i look for is a thing that has a lot of activity so here's an iron man helmet it says it's wearable in the title. That's a good sign. If it, Think about this. You might download a file that you're planning on putting on your head, but they didn't model it in a way that you can actually put it on. So it's something you want to look out for. Okay. Uh, look for things that have a lot of comments and activity. Um, people giving feedback is really great because then it shows that people have actually printed this thing. Uh, it's also worth looking out for the... They'll show pictures of like the 3D model, but look and see... If if they have a model or a, a picture of the actual printed thing, like frequently people will 3D model a thing, put it on Thingiverse and never actually print it themselves. So it, they don't even know if it's possible to print it. It's <laughs> a real jerk move. Yeah, yeah it happens. So yeah. anyway, just some things to look out for. Mostly just look for, for files that people have a lot of, um, have a, other people have printed a lot. Sure. Yeah. That um, makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, Let the and, uh, and I just I mean there's reviews and ratings and other stuff, right? Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. So watch for that stuff. Uh, and then uh, of course there are people out there who will sell 3D files. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I did. Let me think here. The a- Apex Legends dagger. There's a dagger from that game I wanted to print, and an artist that I follow had it on his Etsy, and I bought it for like ten bucks. The the file. Then I printed it myself. Uh, and similarly, I have the files for my version of the Blade Runner Blaster for sale on my website. Uh, which, by the way, another great set of files to print if you want to check out that resin printer. Uh, a handful of people have printed them in resin, and that blaster looks so good. Oh, wow. <laughs> that sounds really good. Yeah. The, yeah. So the pieces are small enough that that will work on there? Yeah, yeah, and they're very okay. detailed. Yeah, Everyone should make their own blaster. That's my mm-hmm. that's a, that's my 2020 belief. Make make that's your like own blaster. That's like getting your kyber crystal and creating your own lightsaber. Yeah. You should make your own blaster. Yeah, yes. they should have that at the Star Wars thing in Disneyland. I got, they got the saber thing, and that's cool. Why don't you have a little smuggler hall where everybody goes in there and there just like assembles their own damn blaster? Then um then you get my 250. Then I'm into there it. There you go. Yeah, or whatever it costs. Mm-hmm. What do those lightsabers uh, cost? They're like 300 dollars, aren't they, or something? They're like, expensive. Yeah. yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. But it's cool because they like put them in that forge thing and it lights up. I would up absolutely and... do it. Of course I you would. I have $200 in my pocket, right? And sewn into the lining of my underwear, re- ready to <laughs> Whoa. get a lightsaber. When I... <laughs> People on the streets of Seattle, watch for a nondescript male beard. And yes, my underwear is lined. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
fancy boy. All Thanks right. for asking. Well, that's uh, that's fantastic. Uh, uh, cool. Well, uh, uh, any uh, bonus uh, content from you today? Anything Absolutely. Else? We got the Baby Yoda vibe going on. My friend Grace over at Zombies Workshop made oh. a Baby Yoda, and it's adorable. Let's take a um, look. It's really adorable. Look at that yeah. thing. A lot of other folks I know are actually making these. <laughs> um, Grace made hers kind of like a doll, but I've seen people sculpting and molding and casting theirs out of silicone rubber, so it feels like skin. Oh, it's cool. Bonkers. That is awesome. Yeah. If you look on Instagram, um, if you look on YouTube, you'll see a lot of people making these. Uh, and not just 3D printing um, a file that someone else made, which is cool. But a lot of people making their own and sculpting them from scratch, which is super neat. That's so cool. I this should be a puppet. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. She, should, she should have a place to put her arm up and make the head move around and stuff. This yeah. is really yeah. Cool. And uh, and he, he doesn't have to talk, and he just has to hold his hand up. That's pretty rad. Very really easy cool. to animate. I'm sure yeah. that's how they did it on the show. I thought the. Um, <laughs> I, I was worried that when the Mandalorian season ending, that there would be a slowdown on Baby Yoda tributes content stuff it's not it's not happening uh, no, people no, are really into it ahead. yeah i did I, I even did a little print the other day and i thought you know what i'm gonna make 50 of these and just put them up for cheap and just see how quick they go they were gone in eight minutes just like yeah. bam bam wow. bam 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 like whoa hold on a minute i guess baby yoda matters yeah Still matters yeah we haven't moved on to babu frick yet no nope. waiting for the babu frick train <laughs> i don't know that train may never come in he wasn't I don't, yeah i don't know he wasn't in it enough I'm only barely on the Baby Yoda train. Yeah. <laughs> Just hanging off the back. You could fall off at any moment. So yeah, yeah. be careful. Uh, Bill Duran, of course, PunishProps.com, uh, Chinbeard on Twitter. Uh, fantastic content. Go check it out. Check out his YouTube channel. They haven't shut him down, so you can go check that out. Not That's yet. Good stuff. <laughs> good. Uh, it's Bill Duran, everybody. Take it easy, dude, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Yeah, he sounds much better than what I heard. Last week, he sounded like him. Uh, something to jump down his throat and set up camp. It was bad. Yeah. yeah. Much yeah. better now. Yes. All right. Justin Robert Young incoming. I don't actually know where he is. They've got some San Francisco thing he, coming up. So oh, know. really? Oh, right. Because they're, yeah, they moved uh, Night Attack this week to Wednesday because of the travel. Oh, he's home. Oh, no, he's, he's home. right there in the I studio. don't know what's happening. Hey, jury, are you huh. going? Well, here, Wayne, let me play your, let me play your thing. The jury Whoops. will now retire. Wrong one. These are their stories. Oh, I'm terrible with names. Join me in welcoming Justin Robert Young to the program. Justin, hello. Hello, friends. Hi, nice to see you. Hello. Uh, what's your, aren't you performing something? In, something's going on in San Francisco, and I was thinking it was today, but I guess not. No. Uh, is that would be Night Attack Live at the San Francisco Sketchfest oh, uh, next okay. Wednesday. All right, uh, so January 22nd. Get your tickets at sfsketchfest.com. Search for Night Attack. And you guys somehow got Veronica Belmont out of podcast freaking hibernation. <laughs> Retirement. <laughs> to do something. I, I'm, I'm blown away by that. That's fantastic. Nice I job. hit her up and I'm like, hey, you want to do this show? But I mean, mostly because when you perform at Sketchfest, you get a badge. Mm. And Sketchfest lasts for like a month. And when you have a badge, you can get into any show that's not sold out. Oh, that's cool. And she's living. She lives right there. So it's, and she lives in SF. So it's yeah. like, that's, I think, how I coaxed her. She said, why? I'm boring. And I said, no, you're not. Everybody loves to shut up. Yeah, she does yeah. say that a lot. And it's true. Everyone yeah. does love her. Um, OK, well, good. I'm glad I'm really happy to hear that. Uh, so let's get into it today. Um, 
normally when Justin comes on, we maybe talk a little politics, see what's going on in the uh, the race toward the 2020 election, this sort of stuff. But I want to go a little two-pronged today. First of all, oh. uh, the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're a film guy. You like movies. How do you feel about all this? Uh, anything in there jump at you and go, man, that was a shock, or wow, I can't believe that got snubbed, or it's your hot take, or do you? Yeah, I in I think this is the Tarantino year. Oh, I think I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood just crushes, and I think that this would be his first best picture. Um, uh, uh just because he is an elder statesman the likes of which has never been recognized with the best picture mm-hmm. um i mean obviously he should have got one in 94 uh for pulp fiction mm-hmm. but uh you know he didn't and that was his uh, you know second big movie uh, uh but this one uh, has a secret weapon which is uh it's all about hollywood and mm-hmm. hollywood boy do they love voting for movies that are about hollywood <laughs> yeah uh, brian uh, was saying this that it's about old hollywood all right yeah. and a lot of old people vote a lot of old people <laughs> like to romanticize old hollywood and uh, uh once upon a time in hollywood is literally a fairy tale you know it is it is a fairy tale about old hollywood interesting so uh, that'll be good. Why? For some reason, I thought. I guess he's only one for director before, and that was for. He's one for director Jane a couple times, Jane. and I think he's one for writer. Mm. Uh, but I don't think he's ever won for best picture, and I think this is gonna be, uh, gonna be the moment. The big snub. I didn't see the farewell. I know people were upset about Aquafina. I thought, I thought J Lo was gonna get a nomination for Hustlers, uh, just because. That was like a movie star performance. Hmm. Like it's just there's like some roles where there's just like movie stars. Mm-hmm. Like and I don't know what to say. Like like whether it's just like they're just enough of who we think they are off screen, but they just when they walk on the the uh, into the frame, you're just like all eyes are on them. And J Lo between, uh, you know it being a movie about strippers and looking insane for being 50 years old uh you know there there was just a, a charisma to her in that movie that i thought would have given her a nomination and to kind of recognize her but that didn't happen the big surprise i thought was adam sandler i just saw uncut gems this weekend mm-hmm. and i thought that that was uh that was kind of a lock because yeah it, it's uh, it really it's it's a movie that doesn't focus on anybody else. In fact, I don't know if there's a hand more than two scenes that he's not in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it is yeah, it is it is solely revolving around him, and the character work is great. Uh, so I was a little surprised about about that. It's a bit of an off kilter movie, but I thought they they would reward him. Uh, but but they didn't. The Oscars are weird. They are. They weird. just don't like. They don't like stars, and they don't like money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's just it's it's so weird considering it used to be this like the the movie business was burgeoning so much that you could reward these like oh well let's the Oscars should reward the English patient because more <laughs> people should see it right right. Uh, and now it's like nobody goes to see the movies. Like yeah. the only people that go to see the movies are 
people that read film blogs and Marvel fans. <laughs> and like yeah. they they don't even the happy mediums again, like like they're like, oh, Adam Sandler did a great character movie. Ah, who cares? Yeah. Like J-Lo had turned in a great performance. Ah, whatever. Let's give it to the guy who did the two popes. Yeah, which right. I didn't. I didn't see the one pope, so I don't know if I'll be caught up on the sequel. Yeah, oh, you, yeah, you, you, the there's sequel. so much character development in the first one that, uh, that yeah. you're going to be lost when the two popes comes around. Yeah, I was going to exactly. say, am I, is it even worth watching the first pope, or the one pope, if I've seen <laughs> the two popes? I feel like I've spoiled it. And like, I guess maybe their 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 capitulation was fine. We'll start nominating Netflix movies. Because Netflix really went hard with The Irishman and Marriage Story. You know, it's Noah Bumbach and Martin Scorsese. These are like Oscar bait directors. They did good movies that were released primarily on the streaming platform. So maybe they were like, like, like you're already eating our soul by, by rewarding the streaming platforms. Like, uh, if we dare give The Waterboy an Oscar nomination, surely we'll perish. <laughs> right yeah no you're you're right that whole thing, interaction though between kathy bates and him on twitter was pretty good i don't know if you witnessed any i didn't, of that. Oh, I didn't no, hear about no, that happened, so no. kathy bates is up for something right or she's the bomb in uh, richard jewel all right oh that's right she's the bomb in richard jewel um anyway she was all upset that uh he didn't get that 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 uh adam sandler didn't get nominated because she thinks he was amazing in uncut gems and if you guys remember in uh, Waterboy, she She's was the she was there, the mom yeah. in the swamp or whatever, and they just had this lovely little thing, like a little fake mom, fake son sort of interaction on Twitter. I can't oh, remember the exact words, great. but it was nice. It was a nice little thing, you know. Yeah, I mean, I guess Adam Sandler will have to console himself by diving into his money pit, <laughs> uh, right? You know, I guess on on some level, Scrooge McDuck like he'll be uh, 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 backstroking through the multi billions of dollars. I guess I'll just have to go back to making crap movies. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I mean, like God bless him. Like he literally yeah. just does whatever the hell he wants. He, Netflix realizes that he is uh, uh, no no matter how unpopular with the the the, the writing class. He is the center of whatever Venn diagram that they have. So, uh, you know, he just keeps getting paid a jillion dollars to do movies, all of which take place in foreign locales. So we just like, you know, tax a you know, month of vacation on the front end, two months of vacation on the back end, call Jennifer Aniston, bada bing, bang, boom, we're, we're good to go. That's, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. that's spring. Yeah, that's a little bit of that going on. So here's the thing, though. Do you think, so it brings us to the larger esoteric societal-wide question. Do we overvalue these dumb awards? I think we do. Because who really um, gives a poop? Because every year it's going to be like this. Every year it's this. One person complains that so-and-so didn't even get nominated. Somebody else complains that there weren't enough women. Some others complain that, hey, there were too many women this year and they're pandering. Or, hey, there's not enough black people. Or there are too many black people. Or this thing got snubbed because uh, the director uh, is not liked. In the- like All this stuff just bubbles up around it. And the only place I like to even deal with it is here on the show because I like how Brian gamifies the mm-hmm. uh, the awards. So it's fun to sort of bounce off what he does with them and all the movies he sees leading up to it. He catches up way more than I do. And so I, I enjoy that aspect of it. So I'm kind of like enjoying a fringe part of why the Oscars matter to people. But I sometimes I just think the value is so overrated. It's like, 
what are we doing here? Like, what, does this really um, matter? I, I don't. I don't disagree with that. I do think that they are not the end all be all. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I like arguing about them. Yeah, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. it's fun to. What else are we gonna argue? I like about? that too. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Like I think for 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 us people in the content business, it's a it's a gift. Are right. you kidding? Right. Like it, it's it's great. What else are we gonna talk about today? I think it would be funny if they adopted the podcast awards model of you only get your statue if you pay us three hundred dollars for it, and we'll ship it to you after you win. <laughs> What do you think of that? Yeah, and they should and they should slowly announce all the award <laughs> names uh, uh, from a two bedroom condo in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, and skip sli- skip ahead on the winning slides by accident. I just want to say again, do you know how? No, I shouldn't. All right, I I, I promised myself I wouldn't be mean about that anymore. Oh, but... all right, it's been a few years, uh, so uh, you know. I, I well, no, but I I was recently in a place where he was, and like I just know at some point I'm gonna run into him and and knowing our crowd you know they're gonna get back to him anything that i say especially now that twitch can clip things so easily <laughs> yeah so, oh, sure oh, i yeah. won't i won't be mean all i'll say is this hawaii is supposed to be relaxing and i hope he lives <laughs> a fulfilling life. there you go yeah uh he may not see it as a labor of love after this year all right uh <laughs> moving on uh back okay so uh what's his name's out booker's out no more booker he's not running for no more booker anymore. close the booker yeah, put the booker to sleep. Or no, just close the booker. That's fine. <laughs> you, said, you said it the way it should have been said. So he's done. And then uh, all I've heard about, though, lately is that Bernie and uh, Warren people just want to murder each other. So why, why is that? Yep. What's going on it's there? It's a fight. It's a fight. Yeah. Uh, so this has been brewing for a while. In fact, it was something that I foresaw. Uh, I, I made a proclamation that there was a coming war between Bernie and Warren months ago on the PX3 podcast. So... Again, a reminder, if you want to steal my takes and pass them off as your own and seem smart to all your friends, family, and coworkers, then please listen to the PX3 podcast and uh, liberally rip off my takes. Um, Here's the issue. They both uh, are battling for progressives. Right now, you effectively have a logjam of four candidates in Iowa. Uh, And there was always going to be a battle for these voters. Uh the 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 things flared up this time because it was discovered now i add that incredulous pause so you can understand how skeptical i am on how surprising this discovery was sure uh that the bernie sanders campaign and i'm going to be as fair as possible as i can here in the attribution here The Bernie Sanders campaign, at some point in their apparatus, had a memo of messaging about the opposing candidate. And in the messaging about Warren, it said two things. Number one, she is the candidate of elite voters and that she uh, would not bring anybody new to the Democratic coalition because the people that are going to vote for Warren are not going to vote for Trump. They're going to vote for anybody. So you're not adding anybody else to the Democratic coalition. Elizabeth Warren pushed back on that and said it's disappointing that Bernie Sanders would be circulating this stuff and raised money on it. That was published. That initial report was published on CNN. Mm. The next day... Also on CNN, Uh-oh. Uh, there was another report 
One that said that during a 2018 meeting between Warren and Bernie, that Bernie Sanders told Elizabeth Warren that a woman couldn't win the presidency in 2020. <laughs> wow. And this was at, at the event where she announced her running, her, her uh, entry. No, this, this was prior to that. There was a, oh, a, was. Okay. a fairly famous meeting of them the kind of, agreeing that they would not attack each other because they wanted to protect the progressive cause. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Hilariously, it has now turned into the meeting where Bernie Sanders allegedly told Elizabeth Warren, according to, and I quote, two, two people for whom talked to Elizabeth Warren as she came out of the meeting and two others who are familiar with the meeting, mm. which is a very mushy sourcing. Mm. Uh, but... It was obviously leaked by the Warren campaign. Warren immediately legitimized the report by saying, I don't want to talk about it. However, we had a discussion. I thought a woman could win. Bernie disagreed. So she legitimized it while she was moonwalking away from it, which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, look, uh, fairly plainly, this is Warren beginning her final maneuvers for Iowa. She wants to distance herself from Bernie. She wants to give herself justification as to why she has slowly sort of backed away from some of the progressive causes, specifically Medicare for all, which she uh, uh, bafflingly in my mind said that uh, she was now going to implement in, in the midterm of her first term, which is a very strategically puzzling place to launch a major major issue yeah. uh but uh yeah uh, uh if i were you know of the alex jones if i were of the alex jones persuasion i would say <laughs> that this is very clearly a psyops campaign <laughs> designed to infuriate the bernie supporters and get them to say awful gendered things on Twitter mm. so Elizabeth Warren can come out and say, they're at it again, these Bernie bros. Mm. First it was Hillary, now it's me. Mm. Hey man, woman haters club. Mm. That's all these Bernie folks are. <laughs> Major boner. Major boner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could see that. Um, the one uh, thing I would say, though, this infighting, and chat room's been talking about this a little bit, uh, doesn't seem like it's very good for uh, the Democrats to have infighting, but then I'm reminded that don't all lead ups to primaries have infighting in the party they're in? I mean, the one with Trump. I think that there's, look. was a uh, mess. Those guys were cats and dogs at those Republican uh, things. Yeah. No, fight. I think it's so, it's so, it is, to me, a mistake to limit the violence in a primary. Mm-hmm. Like and and for everybody who says, but they're Republican talking points. Stop giving the Republicans things to talk about. I mean, with this candidate, we're worried that he's going to <laughs> to lack creativity of criticisms of his nominee. I, I don't think that we're going to inv that anybody is going to invent something that Donald Trump uh, uh, won't run with or or wouldn't run with. Himself, yeah, he's right? not on the TV. He's not sitting there watching TV with a notepad, going, "Ooh, this is good stuff." Like mm -hmm, he, mm -hmm. he's he's all ready to just say whatever horrible thing he wants, and so, he'll do it on the fly. But like that is a thing they should not worry about. Like, and by the not. way, I would want my candidate if I were a a Democratic stalwart. I would want my candidate ready for these things. 
I would want my candidate to have already defeated somebody who launched at me with 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 uh, issues like that. I would want them to be prepared for it. You know, I, I don't think that it benefits any candidacy to walk into the general election and then be hit with something that they've never heard before or yeah. they've never been pressed on. Right. If if, if I were running one of the, can- the, the the rival campaigns to Joe Biden, I'd be bringing up Hunter Biden. I'd be saying that he's a problem for the campaign because guess what? Donald Trump's going to do it. I'd be bringing up the Pocahontas stuff. Guess what? Because Donald Trump's going to do it. And I would rather Elizabeth Warren or Joe Biden have survived an attack and understand what it is, burn out general election voters from the issue uh, uh, by actually talking about it and not leaving there be a lingering question of, I wonder if it's true by the time that we get closer and closer to when uh, of the actual voting day is in November. I mean, that's just me. I, I think to me, it's it's a a a problem that we have with our our pattern recognizing brains that we believe that there's a virtue to all the people grasping hands and saying kumbaya that that makes interdivision uh, interparty divisions go away when you know, and especially the more I peer into history. That's not the case. Mm. The more you try to pretend that everybody's on the same page without working through some of these issues, the more you realize that there will just be people who will quietly walk away and not vote. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So how, what do you think are the chances? This is a, this is hard to answer. But if you don't play Trump's game in these debates, whoever the final candidate on the Democratic side is, if you don't play Trump's games, it feels like he's just going to walk all over people. So is, is there a, can you see a reality where whoever it is, Biden, Bernie, whoever gets there, Warren, whoever, is there any chance that they start doing tactics like he uses? Would they use name calling? Can you see them saying things like, well, uh, uh, what's a good word? Uh, uh, Cheating Donald over there with his uh, paid-off uh, porn actress, like could they go the way he does? Because he does this all the time. Could they go to the throat in that way, or do you see a reality where that actually freaking happens? You mean dangerous Donald? Yeah. Remember dangerous Donald? Yeah, dangerous Donald. It's too boring though. It's a boring one, right? And he's Donald more- Duck. Donald yeah. Duck because he was ducking his tax return. Oh, yeah, clever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? They have to go hard, more hardcore. They have to say things like you know penis out of his pants donald or some something dumb like that they, they have to really like push the push the envelope on this or else he is going to and walk all over them he's going to destroy them in that way oh how about yeah way. don the con con don that was bill de blasio's yeah really yeah yeah con man no don. they're not as good at it as he is no yeah. they're he's not much better at it well like, his are shitty he, too he, let's be honest his are bad like he's, I'm not going to give him any credit they're for bad, his stupid. But they're nicknames. memorable. Is the problem? They're, you know. Well, when he says things like, uh, "What is he, Joe?" and cra- "Crazy Bernie Sanders" is boring. Right. That's dumb. Right. But the, right. it's because Crooked of Hillary. It's we know them all, of, though. We remember them all. But it's because he's saying it, and it's because of the way he carries himself, and it's because he's he's in dick mode 100 percent of the day. So yeah, that I mean, that's look, a difference, that's, and these oh, other people. Aren't. I'm not defending him. I'm just saying that that's why. Oh, I know, I know, I know. No, no, yeah. no, no. But but Scott, you can't let the fact that you hate him 
blind no, that's what I'm you saying. from the reality no, no, of the no, no, battlefield. No. He's good at it. No, that's He's what I'm saying. He's good at branding. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. That literally was his job. His that's job was branding. That's exactly his what I'm saying. His job was making sure that, 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 the Trump admit- that the Trump name stayed in the news and that no. his enemies were belittled yeah, and yeah, that yeah. they and more specifically that the fights were memorable. Right. That's that exactly what I'm saying. But to it to it to the point, that is exactly what I'm saying. And if anyone else isn't willing to do that, it's gonna be hard it's gonna be hard for him, is all I'm saying. No, I, I I don't I don't know if you should play his game because his game he will always be better at. Uh the 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 problem I think with the Democrats has been uh if you were to have just treated him like a president and not an existential threat who needed to be ejected immediately, uh, there's plenty of stuff that you could have scored political points on. The problem is, is that none of it looks particularly interesting when you measure it next to the president being a foreign asset or the president having paying off Stormy Daniels or what shape the president's penis is. Like all this stuff that we focused on is kind of cotton candy next to like stocked up soybeans, right? Mm-hmm. How many farmers have been hurt? How right. many factories haven't been reopened? Uh, uh, how many promises haven't been kept? How how much he hasn't even uh, uh, fulfilled his promise on the southern border, right? Like how how little he's been able to do, how little he's been able to work through Congress. How much he's tried to reach out to Pelosi and Schumer and 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 fail, right? Uh, there there are a lot of things that you could have punished him for that are now kind of past because we've spent so much time on on the big swings. Like uh, uh, Democrats have taken home run swings from the from inauguration on. The problem with that is that it's high risk, high reward. And so far, you've seen the risk part of it far more than you've seen the reward. Uh, In terms of 2020, you don't win elections by tearing down your opponent. You win your election by being something that your opponent isn't. Uh, uh, By being the better thing that people can believe in. And to me, it shows to focus on the fact that Donald Trump was good at yelling at Hillary Clinton and highlighting Hillary Clinton's faults is one vector of it. The difference was make America great again, build a wall was more concrete than love Trump's hate. Like love Trump's hate doesn't mean anything. It, it's yes, I agree. What happens when you get into office? Mm. We don't know. Mm. Uh, build a wall. Oh, okay. Well, he's got to build a wall. <laughs> you know, he thinks that, uh, uh, that, that, there is a problem with immigration and so he's going to try and stop it like agree or disagree with that that's knowable it's not mushy and so i think anybody who runs is going to have to have this is a a personal theory of mine that i think that we are in a political age where we don't want to elect somebody that we like that we think might do nothing Mm. we want to elect a useful tool for ideas that we like and that's why we saw trump it's why we see bernie it's why to a certain extent we see warren because they are proposing bold ideas that nobody had that that we in bernie's case voters believe by way of his deeds and history 
he will carry out. He is the best person to try and carry out these very bold, uh, 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 structurally reformative strategies. Right. And, and uh, uh, to a lesser extent, Warren on that tip. Right. Uh, so if he, so let's let's say, so really, what you're saying, this is what it boils down to. If the wall was the big idea, or let's just say one of the big ideas, but one of the, the key ideas that got him elected, because that was a tangible thing that his supporters could get behind and it was, you know, practical and whatever. Um, then the trick for Bernie is you need to have an idea that resonates with people as much or more to cull the, enough votes to get people interested. Like, I don't know, free health care or whatever it is, whatever his yeah, idea is. Medicare for all. Right. Uh Green New Deal. So really, this just comes down to, um, what I because because the idea. Well, yeah, I, you, what you're what you're saying makes a lot of sense to me. And I, and I and you know what's funny is I I look at everybody across the board and I think, all right, well, who who in this big group of of whittling down Democrats actually could be the tool people are looking for, like the one that you may not love, but once they get once they get in there, they'll actually do the thing they said they were going to do. It probably is Bernie. Like of all the people, because that guy's just on fire all the time, just always just going, ah, blah, let's do it, blah, blah, blah. Like I, I have a feeling he'll just barrel in there and just be the the. There's a coin, right? And on one side of the coin is Donald Trump's face, and on the other side of that coin is Bernie Sanders' face. And they are they are they are certainly both populists. Um, Bernie has been for from months and months and months ago my pick. Uh, I mean, almost a year ago now, my pick to to win the nomination. Uh, and I, I'm I'm interested in that campaign because I think that the, it will be a very unique one in our lifetime because it will kind of be the like uh, uh, the first time in a while where everybody's kind of sure that everybody means it, right? Like Donald Trump's going to call him a socialist and Bernie's going to say yeah, mm. and that's the that's going to be it's just going to be an answer. Like mm -hmm. this will be a referendum, a national referendum on whether or not we. Want Bring uh, uh, socialized reforms, European style socialized reforms, to America. Mm. Uh, uh, you know the the great bastion that seemed to be resistant to it. So I think that's a very interesting question. And obviously, there's there's a thirst for it on the left. Uh, Donald Trump has been road testing America will never be a socialist country since uh, I think two State of the Unions ago, uh, or maybe it was the last State of the Union. So. I think it would be very, very interesting, but but uh, I, I I do think that that's that's part of it. Now the other side is, and going back to Elizabeth Warren Bernie rift, can Bernie survive all of the this of it, right? All of the yeah, but you're a misogynist yeah. and you're supported by misogynists, and a lot of these progressive ideals are being pushed by unsavory people, by a radical uh, faction of of the left do you distance yourself from this radical element that is debasing our party and our politics uh you know that is that is a question yeah i don't know it's gonna be it's gonna get real interesting as we get closer who do you think's next to fall out i think it's uh, uh we're gonna lose yang officially i think he's gonna stick through iowa he's got a lot of money yeah um and Really, the kiss of death isn't missing one debate. It's missing two debates. Um, although I will give credit to Yang. Yang's another one who's running on an idea. Yeah. Yang is running on universal basic income. 
uh, and and he is pitching that he is the guy to do it because nobody else who is a politician would think of it, and so this is why he is a disruptor to do that. Um, who's next to drop out? I would be tempted to say Bennett. Maybe I don't know if we'll get anybody before Iowa. Is Klobuchar still in there? Klobuchar? <laughs> Klobuchar is going to be on stage. <laughs> she made the debate. Tom Steyer made the debate. Uh, they uh, are will be flanking the stage almost certainly. Yeah. While the the top four, the ones who are kind of log jammed in Iowa, Buttigieg, Warren, Sanders, and Biden will be center stage. Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, however. What happened to the butterfly you know, lady? She's out, right? She's not. In she's anymore. gone. Marianne Williamson, Marianne Williamson yeah. is gone. Dark psychic energy, unfortunately, remains oh. undefeated. Oh. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, this might be the last time that we see Klobuchar, Warren, and Sanders uh, on in in campaign mode for a little bit because it seems as if on. A week from today, opening arguments begin in the impeachment trial, which, depending on how long that goes, that may well take us through Iowa and into New Hampshire, which is insane. Mm. Insane for three of the top candidates to be removed from the road this late in the game. Yeah, that is or just when it matters the most. Uh, uh, if if I, you know, not to indulge my Alex Jones one more time, but, you know, uh, uh, I I think that this was one of my lock it, lock it in. And here's one that you can take TMS listeners. I'll give you this little free sample if you don't listen to the PX3 podcast. Boner. Uh, All right, go ahead. You can, <laughs> you can take this one and rip off this take. One, if not all of those Senate candidates are going to blame Nancy Pelosi for why they lost. Oh, wow. Uh, You're already seeing it start to leak out. Mm. Uh, And considering what minuscule things people blame on why they lost, this is far more of a concrete reason why they can blame that that they didn't win Iowa. They they didn't. They had to make up ground in New Hampshire. They would have won New Hampshire if they would have been able to come out of Iowa with the lead. And to be totally honest, I think that there's far more credence in that than some of the other lame ass excuses that people come up with uh, as to why they would have, could have, should have won. Yeah. Well, that that might get ugly. We'll see how that goes. Uh, by the way, I just caught a Klobuchar in uh, Pokemon Go about an hour ago. It was just outside the uh, the house. Here, did she so. did she uh, throw a book at one of her staffers and <laughs> eat a salad with a comb? No, no, but. Uh, yeah. But Pokemon, they'll catch up. Clo- Clo- Clobazard throws a book against a staffer. <laughs> it is very effective. I have to give credit. Someone in the chat room actually made that joke, and I did a spin on it. Anyway. Um, it was uh, Free Rangers. Was yeah. it Free Rangers? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Uh, anyway, uh, well, Justin, uh, there we go. It's our update for uh, the political world we live in. Uh, moving forward ever ever uh, uh, more <laughs> toward the future. Uh, we'll see what happens. When's the next debate? It's like in a week or something. Tonight. Tonight. Tonight oh, shit. baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tonight. Are you live doing it? Doing a live deal? Indeed. Uh, I'll be live right after TMS on my channel. Justin R. Young taking all political questions and hashing out the Bernie Warren feud. 
And then uh, tonight, I will be live along with my contender co-creator, John Teasdale. We're gathering quotes. Whoa. Maybe uh, some contender action on the horizon. Mm. But, but yeah, uh, uh, we will uh, be live watching that debate. That is 9 p.m. Eastern. uh, So I'll be live at 8 p.m. Eastern on uh, the same channel, Justin R. Young. That's awesome. Uh, Do check it out, everybody. Justin R. Young on Twitter, of course. And uh, it's good to see you, man. Hope you have a good week. We'll talk to you soon. See you, buddy. Bye now. See you. Bye now. Oh, he left before I could kick him. (laughs) So I'll kick him now. There he goes. Uh, Otherwise, we'll call him tomorrow by accident. And I don't want to do that. Yes, exactly. The top of the show. Uh, That's it for today's show. Woo! Big beefy one, uh, folks. Hope you enjoyed yourselves. Oh, I don't see Brian. Let me fix you. There you are. See me. Uh, Hear me. You're behind the jury wall there. Um. Hey, a uh, uh, quick note uh, that if you like this show and you enjoy our content, patreon.com slash TMS is the place to go. We have uh, decided, did we, we decided our play date was a Friday, but I can't remember what date. Can you we, remind me? We um, decided the 31st, 31st for yeah. a January play date, and then we're doing a Saturday in February, and I can't remember which one. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out when we get there. But anyway, uh, more on that coming up soon, more on the Vegas trip coming up soon, lots of stuff to talk about. Yes. Tomorrow we'll have Tom, Nicole, all that business, frogpants.com slash TMS. And uh, there are links now on the site for all the different video archive options for those who may listen or are like, man, I'd sure like to still check out video while YouTube is down. You can do so by going there and you'll find links to the archives on Twitch, the library links, and the YouTube link will stay there until, and it should, you know, when this gets resolved, it should come back up. But for now, it's just disabled. So I'm disabled, it said. All right. Uh, that's it. Brian, do you want to do song selection? I'd like to. I'd like to, if that's if that's all right. I would Luke love it. In. I would love all right. it. <laughs> well, show of hands, who else wants a song? Right. Uh, Luke wrote in, said, hello, squash and broccoli. For another year, I'm sending in my request for a queen cover song for my birthday. I don't have a particular song in mind this year, so I was hoping that the master could find a recent cover, one done within the last couple of years, maybe? How much does Veronica like sausage? Because I like really wanted to know. Oh, man. Also, I want to thank you for having the most supportive and wonderful community I know. Luke, a.k.a. whatnot, a whatnot in chat. We want the long sausage, right? Of course. Who <laughs> okay. doesn't? All right, here it is. Mm, sausage. <laughs> Weird. Still gets longer. Still gets longer every yeah. time. Wouldn't I don't be, know how that is funny? possible. Wouldn't it be funny if I was secretly elongating yeah. the file every time? I, that, for, there was a time that I was questioning whether or not you were doing that, but I decided it was too much work. And <laughs> it is to too that. much work. You're right. I'm too lazy to do it. That's awesome. <laughs> it totally gets longer every time you play. It's like the tape gets stretched out. Yeah. Anyway. Very weird. Uh, recent, uh, recent-ish Queen cover. I really don't have anything in the last year or two. This one I bought within the last uh, year, so I hope that counts. This one came out in 2017 by Scary Pockets. Now, Scary Pockets is the other Jack Conti band besides Pomplamoose. Um, this one occasionally has Natalie Don involved, but not always. And it's a very funk. Like, if you like the stuff they do as Pomplamoose, you'll like the stuff that Jack does with Scary Pockets. This is from the 2017 album Funk Walker, and it is funky. Here is We Are the Champions featuring Sarah Dugas. I paid my dues. Time 
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Ah. He's looking for clits.